This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Excuse me! Taxi! This is the 77 WABC minicast. I'll tell you, one of my favorite guests um, in doing this show over the course of the last three years is rapidly becoming one of my uh, favorite people because not only is she uh, just a, a fountain of information, not only is she able to talk about anything, and not only is she willing to uh, come in studio at these ungodly hours, but she also has uh, such an incredibly positive energy that is, to be honest, totally infectious. I'm very, very pleased to welcome back uh, to the show Dana Michelle, attorney, television personality, and uh, the founder of the Homecoming Challenge. Dana, it's great to see you again. It's great to be back. You change your hair, though, since last time you, you got to switch it up. You, you got to keep them guessing. You got to keep it fresh. So Some people have said I should do something about this gray streak in my hair. Where, where, where do think, you come down I think on it that? gives you character. Thank you. I need something to give me does character. Does your lady like it? I think she does, yeah. Enough said. She hasn't used the word character in a sentence with me for quite some time, <laughs> but uh, I think she does uh, I think she does like it. Hey, um, you are uh, just a fascinating person. You're doing a lot of things. I want to try and uh, touch base on as many of the things you're doing as possible. You do a show called Dana Being Dana. Yes, right? it's if on... It's on Naperville Community Television, so I come in from Chicago. I come all the way to be here because you know why? You're my favorite host. Thank you. That's very, very kind the of you. The feeling I, I is mutual. That. No, it's awesome. So um, that my show is about bringing people together. I think that we live in a society that is so polarizing, and people focus on differences. And my show focuses on differences in a positive way because it brings people together through common topics. Um, the current episode is about matchmaking. Mm. It's about love, relationships, dating, and we tell the story of two couples who met through a matchmaker. Um, and she was someone who's introduced me to the guy that I'm seeing now who's amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's the whole spirit and the positive positivity of matchmaking. One of the things that um, we've seen in recent years is that younger people, people really under the age of 25... They're not dating as much as their predecessors were. And different people have attributed this to uh, different things. Yep. But uh, a lot of people say it's because there are kind of no communal spaces. You exactly. can't really go to a, 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 I don't know, wherever people go, a rotary club or they're, a bowling league. They're used to self-amusing with their technology, with their uh, being alone. Uh, COVID was isolating in many different ways. And I think some of the benefits and the positivities of dating – the old-fashioned way is really, you know, getting to know people, getting to meet people. Um, on the episode, I talk about this, too, about being able to set people up. You know, a matchmaker doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's professional. Mm. Um, but if you put it out there, if someone out there knows that you're single, you're available, you're looking, and um, connects you with somebody. You know, the old-fashioned, hey, I got a friend. I got somebody to meet you with. You know, how, how many people go on blind dates anymore? I think I think we should bring... Some of those things back and connecting people because um, it's been a great experience. The um, one of the things that people have raised also is that in an era where so many people rely on online dating, either through these apps or websites, is that 
only about uh, 20% of the male population, if we're talking heterosexual couples, only about 20% of the male population is really considered dateable by the female population because of, uh, you know, they're, they're being more picky yeah. because of education requirements, uh, income range, uh, looks, height, weight, that kind of a thing. And it leaves a lot of these, you know, young men that are in this online dating pool without any dates and people wonder and certainly I wonder about what the implications are for the future of society where that happens. You know, I think online dating is it's it's a tool. It's it's if you use it intentionally, it's merely just a mechanism to meet people, right? You're busy, you've got a lot of things going on. Uh you get on, it's a way to meet people and swipe and and keep it moving if you're not interested, but but actually take it from whatever app you're on. Um and I've tried apps before too. And then move it to a personal interaction. You never know what the vibe is like until you actually sit down and meet someone. So it's not, to me, it's not about the personal profile and what you say. Although I think the pictures of people in the gym, you know, are a little old. I'm, I'm hopeful. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth, our telephone talent coordinator, does that. He, 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 he's po- big he posts with these... g- gym photos? Yeah. yeah. No, are they big hits? And yeah, are we, uh, are we uh, getting uh, swipes? He says no. He says no. But he's still doing it for, for whatever reason. But I think, I think. I think the key is the old fashioned uh, energy of you meet somebody, you know, online or you see somebody online, but you get to meet them in person. Hey, let's get on the phone. Let's take it to the phone. Let's meet in a safe place, you know, grab a cup of coffee or a drink um, and have a conversation. See what see what it's really like to get to know each other. So um, your kind of the, the key takeaway from your experience is matchmaker even if it's not necessarily a conventional matchmaker, good online dating, okay as a tool, but you should incorporate some elements of old school dating as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you can meet people online. It's just you, what I like about matchmaking, and and we talk about this on the episode, is the intentionality. You know, when you've you've paid a matchmaker, you, um, you know, have put it out there financially at least that you are interested. Right. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're interested in getting married, um, but it means that you're interested in really finding someone. I think a lot of people are out here just to play, just to meet someone. People get on these apps with various intentions. Some people just want a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Some people want friendship. Some people want companionship. Some people want multiple partners and friends and all that kind of stuff, too. So it's a little bit tougher to determine what people's motivations really are. Um, the show is Dana being Dana. The host is Dana Michelle. If people want to see that and they're not in the Chicago area, is yeah. there a way for them to see that yeah, online? Yeah, it's Naperville Community Television. Um, uh, N-A-P-E-R-V-I-L-L-E. Community Television. NCTV17.org. And uh, if people follow uh, Dana on social media, they could search uh, Dana being Dana, for instance, on, on Facebook, uh, on Facebook and, and Instagram. And there's a lot of great links on there. Yep. But um, it's going well for you with this matchmaker and this fellow you're with now, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's here right now. Um, and uh, it's been really good. I think it's the intentionality has been good. He's a great communicator. Um, I think he's a really great guy. Now, the last time you were here, you you were talking about, you know, some difficult things you were going through, and you mentioned your kids, and they were very empathetic to what you were going through, willing to, you know, pitch in, make sacrifices if need be. Yeah, that's all done now. How does it work, you know, in term in your experience, and, and my parents are divorced, so, you know, I know it from a child's perspective, but how does it work when you're trying to build a romantic relationship while also being, you know, a parent? A parent. I think, um, 
And and my opinion may be a bit unconventional because I think some people think, you know, I'm not going to start dating until I uh, get my kids out of the house or till they're gone. I think it's important um, for my children, especially my kids. I'm black, black children, you know, but all kids really to, to see your parents in healthy relationships. I think it's important for your children to experience um, watching healthy relationships, watching people be in love, watching people be affectionate, kind to one another, considerate to one another, because it serves as a role model and an example, even if it's not their biological parents, um, both of them. Um, I think it's important for them to understand, particularly when you're explaining divorce to children, sometimes relationships don't work out. It's not their fault. Um, but everybody deserves a chance to be happy. And I think one problem that a lot of people make in the dating world is that they make their children substitutes for their relationships Mm -hmm. and their Mm -hmm. lack of relationship. I call it the husband or wife substitute. Um, Your little man or your favorite girl um, who are your children. It's, It's important to love your children, but I think having the proper place of letting children be children letting them make friends and relationships and form their own communities, as we talked about, with people their age versus trying to force your kids to replace relationships or voids in your adult life. Uh, talking with uh, Dana Michelle, uh, you can check her out online at uh, Dana Being Dana on Facebook, on YouTube, and on, uh, on Instagram. Understanding what you're saying about the importance for children, especially black children, mm-hmm. to see healthy relationships is there a danger, though, if you're not necessarily sure about a fella in introducing your children to a fella yeah. too quickly? I mean, he could be polite, could be nice. You had a couple of nice dates, but you're not necessarily sure that you're going to be, you know, an item in perpetuity. Yeah, that's How true. do you decide when to introduce your children to someone you're dating? It depends when the when the feeling is right. Um, I have been divorced since 2015, and um, my kids have met people that I've been in exclusive, serious relationships with. So not many people, uh, but I think it's important to introduce children when you feel comfortable. I think it's a personal decision. I would vote for sooner rather than later. I think one thing people do is they overthink the introduction Mm -hmm. piece. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.